Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, the Bankers editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is Vito Judici, Senior Partner from McKinsey's Banking Practice in Hong Kong, who co-authored a report entitled Lessons from Asian Banks on Their Coronavirus Response. Thank you so much for joining me, Vito. Thank you, Joy. Um, so maybe we could start first with uh, sort of what is the situation like in Hong Kong today? Yeah, so we went through the outbreak earlier in this part of the world, and it's not just Hong Kong, but even more China. Mm-hmm. And I would say while the situation in mainland China was tough, uh, I think and Hong Kong had the chance to introduce appropriate measures without shutting down everything and closing people at home. Mm-hmm. And it worked quite well, thanks uh, to the local people discipline and I think common respect of the rules across the board. Uh, so the, life is back to almost uh, normal. Still, we are now facing the challenge of a possible second wave coming mm-hmm. from outside. And that's why the government is taking even more strict measures to make sure this is not going to happen. So life is pretty normal, but with some restrictions. Okay. So let's talk about sort of the common actions that some of the banks have been taking in response to the pandemic. What have you seen? Yeah, that comes especially from Asia, but even more from China that, of course, went through the movie uh, earlier than anybody else. I would say three main things. One is ensuring business survival. And that means ensuring the resilience of the operators and operations overall. Uh, They're risking the traditional channels, like, for instance, branches, call centers, and make sure that the environment would be safe for all the employees and customers. Promote digital channels as much as possible and strengthening liquidity position for supporting the economy and, of course, making sure that banks would survive. The second would be more around fulfilling their social responsibility, so protecting customers, uh, relieving for their financial stress, but also engaging with regulators, central banks, government, to make sure that uh, they would jointly develop programs to support customers and mitigate mm-hmm. risks. And the third one would be more thinking about how to adapt to the new normal. This is going to stay longer even after the crisis. And we see that this is already what's happening in in mainland China because of the rebounds of the economy. Mm -hmm. And that are two main things. One is mitigating the risk on P&L and balance sheet, especially when it comes to the loan book. And the the second one would be on revisiting the strategy on how to adapt to the new normal in the long run. Okay, so what do you think the bank should be prioritizing right now? Yeah, again, three lessons learned from uh, from Asia and specifically from China. It is not so much about how to manage the crisis as we speak, mm. but it's more around what is going to be the new normal and how banks should adapt to that. I would mention three main things. One is this digital push and engagement. is not just adapting the app of the bank to provide financial and non-financial services in this period of time, but it's also being in the right point of traffic where the consumers or clients in general are spending their time. 
In China, they move from five to eight hours a day on mobile devices. But that was all about gaming, entertaining themselves, helping kids with e-learning classes and so on. So you need to be there to really support your customers and have some good results in terms of top line. Same with leveraging the uh, ecosystems. As you know, China uh, created a lot of ecosystems Mm. where even financial institutions are actually supporting clients across the board in end-to-end customer journeys. Let me give you an example. In health, they will not just provide you financial support and potential insurance coverages, but they would also give you medical advice. They would allow you to be connected to a network of doctors. They would allow you to take the seat at the hospital and potentially provide drugs at your place. And this is in their own digital platform. And that, of course, is much better than just trying to sell a product in this particular period of time. And it's creating a win-win proposition for customers because it's providing exactly what they need right now. Okay. And you, you touched on it a little bit there. Um, but, you know, how can banks really protect their branch networks while still providing these critical services for customers and communities? Yeah. So in this part of the world, most of the branches were closed during the, 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 mm. the, the significant outbreak. However, they, of course kept some of them open. And what they did was introducing different protocols. So for instance, screening temperature from people coming in and out, both Mm -hmm. customers and employees. They would sanitize the entire branch every two hours. They would reduce the number of customers who would be in the branch, asking them to take an appointment through the digital app in advance. They would have less employees serving customers. Uh, they would take out the, for instance, the water dispensers, and mm. they would also, by law, have to sanitize notes. We don't know exactly if this is a risky part of the outbreak, but still, they wanted to sanitize notes. That mean put them in UV boxes mm-hmm. and keep them quarantined for 14 days while uh, sharing the new, only new notes from ATMs. Okay, um, and then. I guess this is what uh, everybody is really wondering, which is what is the expected impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the banking sector in Asia? Yeah, that's uh, the very good question and a bit early to answer. Uh, Of course, this is not an easy thing because uh, as we all know, banks are very much correlated to the economy. So it depends very much on the economic scenarios that we have in front of us. And it could be very different depending of of different geographies. Mm. However, of course, we expect, especially on the balance sheet side, uh, some challenges coming from uh, some sectors and some categories of customers being in trouble for quite a long period of time. This why also as a second thing that uh, as a priority going forward for banks, the ability and capabilities of running uh, scenario planning uh, in a very granular way, because sector is not enough anymore. You have to go by two levels down on specific products and goods that are going to either benefit from the crisis or actually be in real troubles. Mm. So they need to think about that and dynamically, frequently run exercises of what is going to happen to these um, corporate SMEs, individuals, and how this is matching with our current loan portfolio and how can we be the winner in that case, supporting, of course, the ones who are going to benefit and taking some judgment call in case those sectors or those customers are being in trouble. 
partnering, of course, with central banks and governments to think about how can we really do our best also from a social perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my last question is really around digital transformation. You know, how can banks use this current situation to really accelerate their digital transformation plans? Yeah, I think that two two things. One is, of course, double down uh, on uh, investment on digital uh, capabilities. Mm. And as I said before, it's not just about being uh, great in our app, because people are not tapping the app of banks in this period of time. They have something else to mm. do. So it's how to really leverage digital platform to be in the right point at the right time with the right proposition. And this is where I think Asian banks are a bit more advanced than, than European or even so in some cases, even North American. Mm. It's also empowering the frontline and in general employees. So another thing that banks are looking for is, you know, we worked for quite a while on remote working. Can we actually move some parts of the organization permanently to remote working? Uh, mm -hmm. They did a lot in empowering, for instance, relationship managers being at home and, uh, you know, practically reaching out to customers through some known sharing customer confidential information application for them to work on. Uh, they would do the same potentially for some part of the headquarter. And of course, here the benefit is uh, you can save a lot of costs in terms of real estate and, uh, you know, making your employees more flexible and enjoying more their time and they're avoiding commuting. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, on the other hand, trading this off with the potential lower productivity. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for your insights, Vito. And thanks to our audience for listening. Keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast. Thank you very much. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.